Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festivities festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Welcome to an extremely belated episode of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I can finally talk again, so I am back here in the office at Collider, although I did work from home again today. Uh, the 90,000 people at WrestleMania, however many it was. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what was the number? 82? Uh, something like that. It's a lot A lot of freaking people. Yeah. Uh, being around that many people, working until 5 in the morning yeah. every night. Just got to me. Yeah, I was drinking. Sure. I was working. Yeah. I was. It was cold. It was hey, raining you don't have on to me. Explain like what happens after WrestleMania weekend. I had the shakes after WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> well, well, I just feel bad because it's like uh, I. It's been so long now since WrestleMania. I feel like and, yeah. and it, it hasn't actually been that long. It's been a couple days, but it feels like it's been forever yeah. already. And yeah. so um, I've just for days I've had so many people writing me just like. 
we're in a podcast. Are you not going to do any podcast? Did you have any people being like, thank God he can't talk? Or did you not tell people that you couldn't talk? Uh, no, I didn't have any like that. No, thankfully. Oh. I'm sure there were. I wasn't yeah. banned. I've been, <laughs> been really trying hard not to vanity search anymore. So, ah! <laughs> so maybe there were and I didn't see it. I don't know. Uh, but my, I, I'm here, as always, with Elijah Bates. Hello, my everybody. Uh, Jamie is not here. Uh, it's funny. He wrote me yesterday and he goes, uh, hey, are you still... You're still sick. Probably not going to do the show tomorrow, right? And I was like, no, no, we're going to do the show tomorrow. I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be there. And I was like, <laughs> he, was like, he was like really hoping I'd be like, oh, no, I'm still sick, dude. Can't do it. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the case. Um, and then Kevin had to deal with some family stuff. And honestly, we have so much to discuss. Dude, let's, let's I, play a game of ping pong yeah, right now. Yeah, that's exactly like what Forrest I was Gump thinking. Like Forrest Gump ping pong playing at the table by himself. You my know, we'll thoughts, go back and forth like that. My thoughts exactly. Uh, and, you know, I'm just going to – Look, normally we talk about the top stories of the week, but I feel like um, with there being so much stuff going on uh, that over the past couple days that I have not been able to do shows on, I think that is more so what people want to hear me talk about. Just everything that's happened the past couple days. Steamroll. Let's do it. Steamroll. So I got there uh, on Friday. Yeah. Uh, That was the day of takeover. Uh, I'm sorry. I got there. I left on Thursday, didn't Thursday. you? Thursday. Yeah. Sorry. Left there on Thursday, but was popping on Friday, ready to go for Friday. Um, and, uh, you know, I went to uh, WrestleCon. That's mm-hmm. where I got. I got Eli. You shot the shirt yeah, I got. I, I posted, I tweeted a picture of it, but I went to WrestleCon. Uh, it's, I got this shirt for Eli. It's the 27 year anniversary, anniversary of, of the, the barbershop, barbershop window in, incident. Like, this is, <laughs> this is the nicest thing you could have ever gotten from me, I feel like. Because I'll wear this. I'm going to New Orleans this weekend for a wedding, and I'm 100% wearing this. Because people be like, what the hell is the barbershop incident, and why are you commemorating the 27th anniversary? Not 25, not 30. This isn't a prestigious year, although it is three cubed. Yes, but no one's ever been like, oh, hell yeah, it's my 27th birthday, dog. Like, I had a pretty good 27th birthday. Yeah, but it wasn't like you were like, oh, hell yeah, it's 27 times. I, you know? I don't do that What you're doing, though. I'm like, yeah. Like, what is that? I don't know. I mean, you've never done that ever? I, I probably don't. Yeah, you I probably, probably all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I, I love WrestleCon every yeah. year. It's funny. No, this is great. Uh, hey, thank you. I yeah, appreciate it. Of course. I, that was funny to me because, you know, we I walk up and, and Marty has his own little area over there. And he's got like a fake barbershop. Gennetti. Yes, Marty Janetti has his own like fake barbershop window setup kind of. And he's like letting people like as if they're throwing him through the glass. But it's it's not like the kind you would see at Access. Yeah. It's just like a wall that looks blue kind of. Like, uh-huh. It's like yeah. his barbershop window kind of yeah. like makeshift thing. I assume it looks a lot like his actual barbershop. Probably. Probably, yeah. probably, and then uh, you know there was other things there. I I, I loved uh, Lapel, yeah, their company, and they they had um, uh, they had a booth there, and it was so cool. Like some of the stuff they had, they had it, it was like a a pizza shop. It looked like a pizza shop in there, but it was just selling wrestling merch, yeah, which was a pretty cool uh, kind of gimmick they had going yeah. on for WrestleCon. Um, and they had one of my favorite things, one of the only things I actually bought because it cracked me up so much, they had a sexual awakening sticker pack uh-huh. where it was just like wrestlers in like really risque positions. I think I put some on my computer here, like this gold dust one uh, yeah. or this Lita, Lita one. one. Uh, Shawn, Shawn Michaels, Michaels here. Look at Shawn Michaels. There's one where it's just uh, Billy Shawn Michaels <laughs> looks like the 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 mom in the meme where they're like, "Can I speak to the manager?" He has kind of that <laughs> that side swipe going it does on. Kind of Carol. Uh, <laughs> there's another one of Billy Gunn just like in boxers on the beach that I wanted to put on there, but it's a little too much. Yeah, it's a little too much. Yeah. it's funny too. Play I, safe. I 
<laughs> I always get scared going to WrestleCon because I mean, like, there are people who dislike me. Yeah. Wrestler, there are some wrestlers who dislike me. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's the likelihood that anybody's going to do anything, though, too? It's always my thought, but I... <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, they're wrestlers, too, well, so... Santino recently, like, went on his show, like, saying really mean things about me and how, like, he insinuated he would have words with me if he saw me in person. Yeah. So I was like, the one person... I told James as we were walking in, I was like, the one person I don't want to see is Santino Morello. Like, I just don't feel like doing it. Like, he probably will say something yeah. to me. And then uh, I walk in and I go to that lapel yeah area and then Shad and JTG were there and I'm talking to Shad and JTG. And thank God Shad was there. And thank God Shad is like seven feet tall yeah. and really big. And if a problem were to arise, like... He would at least step in and, like, calm the situation yeah. down. Yeah. But I see, like, I'm talking to Shad. We're talking about something. And then, like, over my shoulder, someone says something to him. And he's, like, talking over my shoulder to someone. Yeah. And then, like, I turn around. I realize Santino. And, like, oh. he's having a full combo with Santino. Did Santino realize shoulder. it was you? If he did, he didn't say anything. Yeah. I was very concerned. Oh. Like, oh, God, I don't want this drama. I just got here. Wow. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Wow. And then like, I walk away from there. I'm like talking to Joey Janela for a second. And then I turn another corner, and it's Val Venus's area. And oh. I'm like, oh, no, walking the other direction. Yep. Hit the brakes. <laughs> but other than that, like it was great. I loved uh, WrestleCon. Yeah. Um, but then that night was TakeOver. And I'm not going to lie. Uh, <coughs> I had a pretty shitty view of TakeOver. Yeah. Uh, did it ruin the show for you? Kind of did. Okay. I, I, did you go back and watch it since then, or have you not had a chance to? Unfortunately, I, I haven't had a chance I mean, to it makes fully sense. rewatch TakeOver yet. It makes sense. It's like you've been doing a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of wrestling over the last six, seven days. I did rewatch WrestleMania today. Not all of it, but yeah. the, the biggest moments of it, because mm-hmm. I was similarly far as fuck away. Yeah. In the press box, working half the time. Yeah. Writing stuff, getting stuff up, missing little moments along the way. So, um... So what's – I'm just going to look at something without sure. saying what I'm looking. Certainly. Um, but because everyone – I mean a lot of text messages about something. Oh, yeah. I thought this was stupid. Okay. Right. Anyways. Okay. This, is, this is the Dijakovic thing today. I've been wondering what was going on. Okay. I, whatever. I, I got to look into this more today. But yeah. people, I got a lot of text messages at once about it. But anyways. That's, news, that's the news business. That is the news business. Uh, so with TakeOver, yeah, I, I – it's tough because I really was like on almost like the last row. And yeah. so I, I don't – Why did they give you those tickets? I don't know. It was like yeah. the whole media was sat there. I don't know. I can't, Where's the other people I can't, in the media right I there? I can't say it was just me and it was a personal thing. It was yeah. literally everyone in the media was sat in the wow. same section. And we wow. were all in like five rows away from the wall. And ah. so I, I, I would love to have more – uh, intricate takes on the matter, yeah. But it was really hard to see anything, and so I really lost interest, kind of. Yeah. Um, I don't usually sit that far away. Like I just don't. I, I mm-hmm. don't. I, I, I've sat that far away many times before. Like, but also, you know, initial experiences of going to WWF events, F in the day, you know, um, at the uh, San Jose Shark Tank and stuff like that. We used to get nosebleeds all the time. See, I think that's my problem, and maybe I'm just spoiled, and people are yeah. like, oh, it's spoiled Hollywood asshole. But, like, I just, I honestly, like, I've, ne- I never. I I've only, I can only think of like a handful of times where I've sat. No, I remember yeah. them all, and yeah. I remember not enjoying. And them. I, I really haven't. I haven't had a nosebleed experience, you know, outside of like at a wrestling event, let's say, for a long time. Even you know, WrestleMania 31, I was fairly close-ish. You know, definitely you know, 30 rows back or whatever, but. But with a good view and everything like that. But it definitely, you know, I've had like far side of like the Staples Center top section looking down at the ring, which is so far away. And it does get to a point where you you miss 
all the nuances of, of the performance outside of like the the the, the bigger visual, uh, visuals. Absolutely, and and also you know when I. Yeah, it's 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 definitely that part of things. It's that it's 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 hard for me to like fully take it in when I don't even yeah. hear them hitting each other. And so yeah, far away. And, and you know if you look at you know Matt's like you know with Dream and Riddle, it was there was a lot of facial, a lot of story was told with their faces and stuff like that. It's like when you can't have that connection with them necessarily. Like the end of that match, I feel like the like Matt Riddle's facial expression was like everything. And I also feel like you know I can handle nosebleeds at a raw. Yeah. Because I don't, and, and and even more so at WrestleMania, not WrestleMania, but like a yeah, Raw. I, I, Raw and I, I get it because, because Raw and SmackDown it's like a TV show. Yeah, it's, and it, like, well, it's a show. It, it, it's less, you know, the, the Raw and SmackDown is less about the matches. Yeah, it's, it's more a quick about the match, story. You know? more about the story. And so, like when you go to like especially a takeover event and an NXT event in general, I would say is more about the wrestling. And, and a takeover event is like dramatic, you know, wrestling storytelling in the ring, you know, so it, it definitely it definitely understand, like, why you didn't necessarily have the positive experience that I did. Um, and, and it's funny, too, because I saw all you guys texting the group chat and everyone else how much they love the show. Yeah. I will say this much, though. I, uh, <laughs> I complained to a friend of mine who, uh, or just like, uh, just, I, I, te- I was texting a few people, yeah. and, and they were like, well, you know, the person who was in my comp went backstage already, do you want to just go sit in their comp up like near the front? And I was like, more than anything in the world. And so they were like, okay, cool, here. Here's the ticket number. And so I cruised down to that seat, and yeah. it was like much closer to the floor this time, and I could see the wrestlers. Yeah. And so I, at what point in the in the card women, was that? Women's title match. Okay. So I saw the women's title match and I saw the Gargano okay. versus Adam Cole match. So I do have those barometers. And I will say this much. Women's title match was dope. Yeah. Uh I loved it. I thought that, you know. Bianca Belair is such a star. Yeah. Uh, I think that Kyrie and I, Io are dope. I like how they built up to the 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 tension between the two of them finally having to fight each other. Yeah. You know, I, I liked all of that. Um, the the spot that Bianca did where she did like a psycho driver type move to Kyrie and Io. Yeah, so badass. Yeah. Um, I, I, honestly, I had no problem with Shayna retaining the title either. No. I thought that it added some. Uh, some like a uh, some sense of uh, like oh I wonder what's gonna happen with tomorrow. Now. I yeah for sure and and I also say I'm shocked that Velveteen Dream retained the title too. Like I really thought like I mean they really played it like he was. You know sometimes I feel like you go into a match and you're just like, well I know this is going to be a good match, but I know the way it's going to it has to end and everything. When it doesn't, you, like it definitely throttles you a little bit, especially like when it's right next to WrestleMania like that because you're like who's who's getting called up. And so it's just like I think everybody expected Velveteen Dream was going to get the call up and everything, and I think that they played that really well because I was shocked whenever he pulled that one out. I almost think that it's Riddle who's going to get called up now. You think so? I kind of do. I almost think that they want to keep Velveteen Dream as like the NXT mainstay, yeah. of like the like the Golden Boy. He's only he's young, yeah. dude. No, it's just like, and and not only that, but like there, I could understand them doing that as a way to kind of. Impress that responsibility upon him, but also just like the humility that comes with that too, where it's just like, hey, see other people get called up before you who came in after you. You know, like that's a really that's a hard pill to swallow. I'm sure. I'm sure it is absolutely, especially when he's doing the whole call me up Vince gimmick and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Absolutely, the Gargano match. You know, I've seen them wrestle before, Gargano, yeah. Adam Cole, and I, I gotta say, like this was. This main event exceeded my expectations. I don't think I was as hyped for the match as I would have been for the finality, the final match yeah. of, of Champa versus Gargano. Yeah. Um, but that being said, these guys had me giggling like a child in the crowd. I felt it. I yeah. was I, those near falls. 
I feel like it takes a lot to actually make me think the match is about to end. Yeah. Or, or yeah, yeah, to actually make me think or it's going to end. Or to, like, shock you when it doesn't end. When it doesn't end. Where yeah. I'm like, I totally thought that was the finish. And then I'm like, no! Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love that. And I think this match fully did that for me. Yeah. You know, obviously, when there's a two out of three falls situation, you know it's always going to go to this situation where it's one and one each or whatever. Yeah. But just that those final near falls, man, like, I was – I literally was, like – Ah, like hitting the guy next to me, like ah, yeah. you know. I wonder if there's ever been a great two out of three falls match that ended in two falls. No way. I, well, I'm going to say that. I'm going to get bombarded with people. Ooh, Ooh, actually, actually, <laughs> no. But I wonder because, like, because uh, formulaically speaking, you're right. One and one, you know, for uh, into the final fall is like what makes the most sense and everything like that. That's why I was like Iron Man matches more. Yeah. Even if it's like a thirty man or thirty minute Iron Man match or something like that, because I feel like the Iron Man match concept, you go like, it's not a given that they're gonna have to get one and one to yeah. get that final fall. Yeah. Like, well, you I can mean, at least play with it a little bit. Like more. the Sean and Brett match, off as for instance, went zero to zero until went into overtime or mm-hmm. whatever. That's why I like the Gauntlet match, or sorry, not Gauntlet, the the Iron Man Iron Man match more. Um, but really, did you like that match too? The Gargano absolutely. absolutely. I, that, I like that whole event. Like, I mean, I thought that like. You know, from start to finish, it was really, like, fantastically well done. You know, like, it, it, I loved the event starting out with the War Raiders coming out, too. That was a killer entrance that they had. And I feel like that set the tone for, like, this event that, like, hit its crescendo, obviously, with Gargano and um, Cole. Cole. You know, it's funny. Is that bad that he, that his name just escaped me? No. Like, I mean, I feel like if there's anybody that that would happen with, I feel like it's Adam Cole. I, I mean, he does have a fr- – his name's very – I like Adam I like Adam Cole a lot, but I, I, there's sometimes where I'm just like, I don't know if he's going to make it in the WWE the system. I feel the same way always. And, I, and I, it's not that I'm saying he can't, but I do wonder that always when I see him. I'm, I, I, even with this match, I go like, man, he's a lot smaller than – than most I just don't know what, what they would <laughs> do, what they would do with him, you know. Like, and like I have a hard time believing Vince would ever see him as a viable threat to anyone. Correct. That's how yeah, I look at it. I, I would agree with that sentiment for sure. I think he's. A, I, I do think he's talented. Yeah. I just, that's how I look at it. From to be on, like to be honest, looking at from what we've seen in history. Yeah. To be honest with you, whenever this match was announced, I. I wasn't that excited for it. I mean, they obviously you know are both great in the ring and everything, and told a fantastic story. But I, I kind of. I wasn't underwhelmed by it, but I was just like, obviously, I wanted the match that we all wanted and everything like that. And this is kind of a follow-up. I felt like it was a foregone conclusion that Gagano was going to, like, win the title. Yes. I also, you know, with, with Adam Cole, I wonder, like, how he could make himself... Bigger? Tougher? Yeah. No, because it's not even a bigger thing. Because, like, it's weird. Like, I, I don't see that. I don't feel that same way with Roddy. Yeah. And, you know what it is? Is I don't... Mm-hmm. It's the main event factor. Like I don't think he'll ever get into the main event in WWE. I just feel like the the size that level that he's at that somebody, you know, of that size is kind of going to be destined for the Spike Dudley role yeah. or the 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 Crash Holly role or something along those lines. And he's like too cool for that. He, so it's like I is. wonder like how But I, it's just like well, what where where does he fit in then? Because like his style of wrestling in a lot of ways doesn't necessarily feel the same as 205 Live. Like I mean, I, I'm sure he could do great things over there. I just, 
I just don't know if guys like that that I think have been like main event in NXT if they're interested to go to 205 Live. Oh, they're not. I yeah. don't think they are. Yeah. I really don't think they are. I mean, there, there's only so much longevity there. You and know? also, you're, there's more eyes on you in NXT than there are in 205 Live. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on from NXT was the next night it was Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and G1 Supercard. Uh, we'll start off with the Hall of Fame stuff because I hate to say this, but I was, you know, I was at G1 Supercard. Um, but because there were like these, there were two big kind of things that happened during the Hall of Fame yeah. that definitely took my attention away from the event a little bit because I had to get those stories yeah. up as well. Yeah. Uh, the first of which being Bret Hart being attacked. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the craziest things I've seen in so long. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was so offended. I, I, it was that's, cr- the, that's the craziest fan getting in the ring thing that's ever happened that caused a disturbance in an event. Like, it has I, to be. I can't think of another one like uh, where. Where it was high profile and where the person, like the wrestler involved. Uh, so beloved? Beloved, but also uh, not – I don't want to say helpless, but but is definitely in a, in a, a debilitated state yes. from where he was when he was in his prime. And to, to see that – I mean it was like I, I understand why that guy got the crap kicked out of him. Big time. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like, what do you like? You clearly have something wrong with you. Yeah. If you think that this is a sane thing to do to run into a wrestling event like this, wrestlers are are so old school. Even the new ones are old school in just that, especially when it comes to the respect for the people that came before. It's like I it, it, it didn't shock me at all. Like Dash Wilder's punch did not shock me at all. Um, I was happy to see it. And that was the most I've ever been happy to see someone get punched in the face. Even if they might have had like a mental thing, I was like, that was so fucked up. Yeah. That like, ah, man. Like, I well, it's one of those things where it's just like, let's say that they are, <laughs> you know, mentally screwed up, and, and that sucks. But it also sucks that they did something, and people have a right to react. And if people don't know where you're coming from, and especially in this day and age that we live in, with people, you know, with terrorist attacks and different things that happen nowadays, that shootings, the other things, it's like, yeah, people are going to react like that if you attack somebody in public because they're going to think that the absolute worst is intended by your actions. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was crazy. You know, we were we were at G1, and we I, I got a text from Norman. I was He was writing something else, and then it was like, Ryan, stop. Bret Hart just got attacked. I wasn't watching live like everyone else yeah. or there, so it was like, excuse me? And then like I literally had to say it to like everyone in the press room and then pulled up my computer because that was the first – and then everyone's like hovering over my computer wow. as we're watching this. Um, That's the press room at G1? Uh, yeah, at Madison Square Garden, okay. yeah. And, uh, you know, I <clears throat> I just <clears throat> – I can't believe that – there was, the security was that bad. Yeah. At the end of the, that's the really the biggest. It is issue. shocking that, that he got that far. That I mean, because also it, he didn't look like a wrestler. <laughs> you know, he was wearing you know he was wearing a freaking uh, like, uh, dreadlocks, like Rasta yeah. colors and stuff like that. No, he was just wearing that those one those dumb dreadlock yeah, hats. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, it, it, and the thing is, is like there's no reason why you would ever mistake him as a wrestler. Like I just don't understand where they were on that one. <laughs> I said I saw someone. I think it was that Vince Googling account where it was like, how did Kofi Kingston – what what is Kofi Kingston doing or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I, 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 I feel like what the main thing that will come of this is that we will never see that set up for no. the Hall of Fame again. No. We'll never Which is a bummer that. because I was happy that they at least did something a little different. So you watched the whole ceremony? I didn't watch the whole ceremony. Most no. of it? Some of it? I watched some of it. Okay. 
I watch most of it. No, like it's just like I'm. I'm sorry. Like I, I you know, I've been so turned off by the Hall of Fame in recent yeah, years that it's me just too. like it has. I, I was you know in Joshua Tree on Saturday, so I was just kind of like exploring amidst the rocks and whatnot. It's when you had the guns out, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and so like I you know I I watched NXT on Friday, didn't watch the Hall of Fame on Saturday, so I needed like I, I watched went back and watched obviously. You know, when I came back to the house from being out in the desert and everything, and I saw all the Bret Hart attack stuff, I just went to town watching everything at that point. Um, and then I watched WrestleMania the next day. So, um, so the other thing – oh, sorry. I, the reason I asked you about that is because yeah. since you watched some of it, I haven't had a chance yet, to be honest with yeah. you. I've been so sick. I wanted to. Yeah. Um, did you like the different setup? Was it better? Worse? I, I like it. I, I feel like the Hall of Fame has grown so stale. Um, I'm burnt out on it. So, like, having at least them switch up the visual of it, not doing the stage, I feel like they've done that for a long time now. You know, like, just had them kind of come out on stage, just almost like kind of like raw style or something like that, just like where they're kind of at the top. And I don't know. Like, I mean, we see that all the time. Like, we see that visual literally every single episode of Raw and SmackDown. So it's it's nice to have, like, a, a you know, a different view, at least, uh, uh, for this, like, long, drawn-out ceremony. I realize money is money, and I realize that this point has been beaten to death. Yeah. But I honestly hope that this fan run-in will finally be the thing that makes WWE make it yeah. an exclusive event. Yeah. That makes it a well, very a, hard to get th- into think about event, it like this. invite only. There there are, are tiers of their vacation packages that are so astronomically priced because there's real special perks on some of those. I remember for 31, there was one where it was like, go on a wine tour with WWE like legends. And I'm, I remember thinking, like, it would be so awesome to go with Patterson and Mean Gene, may God rest his soul, he was still alive at that point, to go on a wine tour with them. Like, that would be the funnest thing in the world. And it was several thousand dollars to have that option. Mm-hmm. They could easily do a $10,000 tier or something like that, charitable donation-based system, something that would still be positive for their company. That you have to wear a suit, though. Like, yeah. you have to wear a suit. Well, you know, like, my favorite, um, you know, actually. Not was, stupid dreadlocks. I like, um, you know, I, I liked how they used to do the Hall of Fame where it was, like, a little bit smaller. Me too. I also like how they did the Slammies back in, like, the mid to late 90s Me too. as well. Where it was, like, kind of like the, you know, like. Table, you know, like a fancy, like you know, dinner, like an like award a, show, like an award show, and it's just like the thing is, like that. I feel like you could charge higher price, super high price tickets for that, to where only somebody who is not going to have the means and the money to do something crazy or would never risk that is going to do something. Also. With an understanding that the environment can still be somewhat of like a murder mystery dinner theater style uh, affair in that, hey, you might be sitting at a table where something happens too. And that could be part of the cool perk of it is like you never know what kind of interactive experience you're going to have if you have the money to fork over the amount that it costs to go to this thing. It's controlled environment. They can do a lot with it. They can advance storylines. They can play into WrestleMania. You can have quieter moments with people. Again, just like an award show typically is, it doesn't – like the, the fan aspect of the Hall of Fame is the most unnecessary part of it. I think and it's I say that most, as a fan. I think it's also the part that's the most that turns the most people off. Yeah. Like, I don't need to hear chance during someone's Hall of Fame no, speech. No, I remember when Hulk Hogan was giving his speech at Staples Center, and I don't think it was even at Staples Center when they held it, but it was already getting too big at that point to where he was like, hey, back off, brother. He said something because somebody, I think when he mentioned Brooke, somebody whistled or something like that. But it's, but it's like, hey, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have that kind of interference no. when you're giving somebody what's dubbed a prestigious award. That's like the, the a thing lifetime that, award, a lifetime achievement award. Exactly. It, it, it's kind of I don't know. Like I, I, 
I, I went to the Hall of Fame in WrestleMania 31, and that was like the moment I stopped watching the Hall of Fame because it was so damn long in person. I just was like, <laughs> that was the Macho Man one, right? Yeah, that's the same one with me. Yeah, I, I literally just, it just that, turned I me off. I was like, like nah. I never want to go to one of these. I never want to watch one again. No, nah. awful. They're 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 poorly. I'm gonna watch DX because I love DX, but yeah. But I'm with you. I, I th- it's it's very off putting at this point. It's like yeah. I, it's, I didn't even consider watching it. You know, outside of d- after the Bret Hart thing happened, that's when I kind of started going back. I didn't consider going to it either, to be honest yeah. with you. That that Macho Man one, I remember just sitting there so bored, and I remember thinking to myself, I remember thinking to myself, why is there anybody but wrestlers here? Yeah, this is so stupid for anyone to be here but wrestlers. I remember when or people Vern, who work in the industry when Vern Gagne got inducted in 2006, people chanted one more match, and it was like. Hey, he's 80-something with dementia. You should not be in this auditorium. You should not be – like you should not be chanting this at this man. They should not – definitely – most definitely should not have had one more match at that point. What did you think about them putting Luna in the legacy wig? I agree with you. You right? know, like I, I definitely feel like th- – I, I feel like you're going to see that a lot more. I feel like you're going to see a lot of people put in – let me ask you this though. The legacy wing – what is it? It means that they don't get like a featured induction. It means like they're just basically like but they're, they're in the Hall of Fame, but they don't get like no. the video package, the speech from anyone. I think with that though, like everybody's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and I get it. They're doing that so they can avoid the tough questions that may come with certain people that they'd like to induct. I get that, but like it just we don't need that many people in the Hall of Fame. Like, I mean, I'm fine with Tori Wilson being in there. Luna should definitely be in there. Like, I mean, that's, you know, that's like a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, like, there are people that are in there before her, and you go, like, Excuse You know, the hard me? thing is, is, like, Luna had, you know, some attachments to some stuff that they probably just don't want to show. Namely, artists formerly known as Goldust. There was a lot of risque stuff that the two of them were doing around that period of time. Um, and I would also say even the oddities is probably something. Why would they want to get no? What's up with oddities? Because they've got the insane clown posse all over, it and they probably want to avoid that association when it comes down to it. <laughs> Fair, okay. Like, I, and I'm not saying that as a diss against insane clown posse. I would just assume that's the case. Um, you know, like, and so like the, those two things right there. I don't know what she did after that. I can't recall what became of Luna after the oddities. But obviously, she had a, a hell of a run with Bam Bam Bigelow, and that's what they easily could focus on, along with her family yeah. association. I totally agree with you on that and and yeah yeah i mean that's really how i felt about all everything you just said right there it was more i get it i get the things you don't want to talk about but are you does that mean that like they're gonna induct miss elizabeth in the legacy yeah, ring and for people sure. are gonna be for okay sure. with it for sure like come on miss but, elizabeth i was watching that dark side of the ring uh documentary that viceland put yeah. out uh the first episode was on macho man i watched the whole series now though and really macho, good. it's it's Probably the best wrestling documentary I'm series I've so watched. I'm so excited. It's, I'll, it's, yes. Remind me. Yeah, I, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Absolutely. I learned things I didn't know. Um, I, I, so much. It, it's, it's one of the best because it's, it's honest. Yeah. But it's clearly coming from a place of love. Yeah. With all the things. And that's not easy to do with difficult to, to, no, to, no. to tackle topics. Uh-huh. Um, specifically like the Von Erichs, uh, Moolah, uh, Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Uh, like those are tough topics. Yeah. And, and they, they really do tackle them uh, from a place of love. But you learn a lot and you also see every side of the story. I yeah. think it was very cool. well done. I can't wait. Um, but uh, – but I saw Lu- – uh, sorry, sorry. But I saw Miss Elizabeth in it and I was thinking like it's insane that Miss Elizabeth isn't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like she, it is you know, Unfortunately though, that, I mean why isn't Lex Luger in the Hall of Fame? Like that, that's the reason why both of them are not in the I Hall know. of Fame. And the thing is is like that sucks. 
because Elizabeth does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And to be honest with you, Lex Luger deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Of too. course. Both of them had Hall of Fame careers with the, with the different events that they were attached to, different huge moments that they are attached to. I mean, Lex Luger in general. I remember when he beat Hulk Hogan for the title, and this is like in the midst of the NWO's run. Like, I think it was uh, like uh, in 97. And I remember that episode and the way the crowd erupted. And he only held the title for like a week because I think he dropped it back to Hogan at, at Road Wild. Um, like that Sunday. So it was like a six day run, but man, people were st- like, I, that win was so huge. And I remember thinking like Lex Luger is the man. Do you think they'll put Lex Luger in while he's alive or they're going to wait till he passes away? I, well, I would like, I mean, here's my thought. I don't think that he's on the verge of passing away right now. Like, I think he's got some years left. So, yeah, I think that he'll make it in before. And he's in a wheelchair. Jim Neidhart. Is they, he? They, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. He's oh. like, I'm almost positive he's in a wheelchair, isn't he? I'm almost I, positive. I thought he was, uh, I thought he, like, lost all, like, his ability to walk and got it back. Pretty sure he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive he's in a wheelchair. They don't give Hall of Fame inductions to people in wheelchairs. Well, it's like, I mean, it doesn't like you said. It doesn't like look good on. It, it makes them look, you know, oh, like yeah. it looks like oh, look what wrestling does to you, you know. Yeah. Um, although I think he should 100 percent be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, I could see both of them being legacy inductions, though. Too me too. Because like, there's a real dark story attached to both of them that they're both associated with. And it's not some. That's not something that can be sugar coated. You know, like it, it'd be one thing. You know, like say with like Jimmy Superfly Snuka, there were allegations, there were you know proceedings that were taking place, obviously prior to his uh, to his death, where that were probably going to bring to light like information that would have throttled his career yes. at that point. Um, he passed away, so it's like those things kind of went away because the other person involved in that situation had passed away a long, long time, ago. time ago. So it's kind of one of those things where it's just like it's not something like Jimmy Superfly Snuka where they can sweep away the bad and not have to deal with any of it. With Lex Luger and Miss Elizabeth, it's like it is directly attached to both. Of them. Yeah, it's right there. Your face. Not only that, but the fact that they that they aired the video on what's it called on uh, Confidential. They aired like the call that Lex Luger made and everything like that. It's like it shines a light on on not just a dark part of Lex Luger and Miss Elizabeth, but also kind of a dark side of WWE of where they were at at the at the beginning of the two thousands. You know what's interesting when I was watching that dark side of the ring uh, documentary, and obviously the Moolah episode hasn't come out yet. But when I was watching the whole Wendy Richter story and her talking about, you know, the rock and wrestling mm-hmm. and WrestleMania 1 and all that kind of stuff, and I was thinking, like, it's crazy how – and my voice sounded terrible I like there. that. Crazy? Crazy. It's crazy yeah. how, you know, Wendy and, and, and that whole thing was such a big part of WrestleMania 1. And partly the reason, you know, WWF became so popular – obviously Hulk Hogan and Mr. T2. Yeah. But you can't say that Cindy Lauper wasn't just as influential to that time in the whole Randy Richter storyline. And it's crazy how it's taken this long for the women to, you know, finally main event when the women when really they were such a big part of that, of, like an integral what, part of it. You know, you know, it's, it is interesting that that I guess the WWF didn't see the value in women's wrestling at that point because really, I'm sure that Vince McMahon looked at it as like, look at this publicity that we're getting. But I don't think that he looked at it as like, this is a woman's movement that's happening right now. No, I mean, it's funny, too, because, you know, when you look at this, you know, when you look at the whole Spider-Woman thing, right? Wasn't that the Spider-Woman who she ends up losing it to, who was Moolah under the mask? Like, clearly not. You know, Vince had his allegiances with Moolah that whole time. You know, it was more so like, 
yeah, cool young girl because Cindy Lauper was behind it. And, and when Cindy Lauper was gone, it was, was, gone, like, it was like, hey, Spider Lady. Spider Lady, get back in there. I wonder if that's what his nickname for Mula was just in general. Well, no, because like, when I was watching, I, I'm very not versed in that time period, as you know, but like, apparently the Spider Woman was someone else. Okay. And she had, and Wendy said she had wrestled the Spider Woman in the past. <laughs> and then at that show, Spider Woman looked way bigger, uh-huh. and she was like confused. And then Spider Woman like kicked her ass and pinned her real fast, and she was like super confused, and then unmasked <laughs> to be Spider Woman. So I think Spider Woman was actually a different wrestler. I think it's not Spider Woman either. It's ah oh, damn it, it's a uh, Black Widow. No, it's Spider something. It's a. Uh... Uh, it was Spider, yeah, Spider Woman, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a real original name, by the way. <laughs> I, was just, I was just gonna say, I was saying that like, it can't just be Spider Woman. Spider Woman, no, it was, it was just Spider Woman. Hey, Spider Woman, <laughs> take care of my problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I. It's funny that, that honestly, that documentary is worth watching just because you go like, fuck, man. Old school wrestling was wild, wild. Like the stuff that happened. Literally, the whole Bruiser Brody story. Bruiser Brody story is like. Cops thought wrestling was real in, in, in Puerto Rico, so they just believed that Bruiser Brody was crazy and that the guy he stomped fucking wanted to beat him up, but then, then he got stabbed by a fan. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It was literally just like the cops being like, oh, well, this guy's crazy on TV, so obviously he's crazy. It makes sense that he got stabbed. What? <laughs> like, what's his face? Tony Atlas is like in the documentary saying, like, I told them. I watched him get stabbed. It was that guy. They never called me in for questioning after that. Wow. And the guy got off. Wow. And you're like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy to me. <laughs> it's crazy to me, but also, like, those are, like, events like that <coughs> are kind of what formulated, like, my whole understanding of just, like, yeah, it's wrestling. It's like a circus. Mm-hmm. It's literally run like a dark circus. Very much so. Um, Was so run like a dark circus. I tried to hold off on as long as possible, but I am going to put a cough drop in. I'm sorry. I tried. Uh, you sorry. A... It's not going to sound great. Sorry. Anyways, so the other big thing that happened to Hall of Fame. Uh, Triple H calling AEW a pissant company. Yeah, kind of an off thing to say. Seemed very unnecessary, right? Yeah, totally. Like, like I mean, also, like, pissant? Come on. Like, there's a better word to use for that, where there's, like, st- like pissant just feels dirty. Feels kind of mean. Yeah. A little, a little unnecessarily mean. It's like, hey, come on. Like, hey, we're just starting out. Like, give us a break. Pissant. Like, we're not even... But give us a chance, at least. <laughs> at the same time, though... It really does, you know, I feel like, and I got a lot of shit on Twitter where I tweeted something along these lines, but it was like, they literally just gave free promotion to AEW in one of their most watched shows at WrestleMania weekend, which was so insanely dumb to me. Yeah. Why? Why? There's so many people watching. I have no idea that Billy Gunn works for some upstart company. Yeah, for sure. So many people watching that have no idea what you're talking about. And the power of the internet is real. All they have to do is go search on Google, Billy Gunn, wrestling company, whatever. Yeah. They are now made aware of AEW. Yeah. To me, it was like AEW, Matt, Nick, Cody, they all like made a point to say they weren't going to New York. Yeah. That's WWE's weekend. We're not encroaching on WWE's weekend. Let them have their that's their thing. Yeah. They even said like congratulations to Billy Gunn. To get inducted when he when he was going to get inducted, like there's no, they weren't firing shots. Yeah, it seemed very 
like just out of left field to to bring that to bring that stuff up. Yeah, I mean, I just you know, I, I I'm with you that I thought, especially because Billy was there, that they would definitely not mention it. And I now I'm starting to feel like, did they mention it so much just because Billy was there? Like, I was wondering the same thing. Like, were they ribbing him? Is that what that was all for? Kind of felt that way, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, they like they made multiple references to it. It wasn't just the pissant company line. There was something else too about like the all in the all in thing and how he doesn't perform or he doesn't always he like underperforms or something like yeah. that. And uh, how uh, you know if you put a if you put the title executive vice president in front of your name, it helps make you feel important or something like that. Yeah. Like those are all like. What? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, to me, I'm like... I wonder why. I wonder why they went that route. Like, I mean, because it... They have a habit of typically... I mean, they've been doing it a little bit more lately. But they have a habit of typically not acknowledging the existence of any other wrestling company. Doesn't you, that kind of signal they haven't gotten to a little bit? Like, I mean, maybe. That's how I take that kind of situation. Maybe, or maybe they're just like... Because when it's Impact, or when it's ROH, or when it's New I mean, Japan, well, they never would do it. The only reason why I can think that they did it is because they're DX and they're saying stuff they're not supposed to say. You that know? is what I thought. they did all like, say like Vince McMahon all over and over again, which apparently was like rooted in the fact that some writer got fired because Bret Hart said Vince McMahon's name or something like that. Did you see? Did, oh, man. It was a whole thing today. Apparently. So it was Artie Evans, who was a former independent wrestler, but he's been on the creative team for a few years now. And apparently, yeah, he – Vince hates his name being said during the Hall of Fame speeches. And so when Brett said it, he got angry at the writer, R.D. Evans. Um, from what I heard, he kind of like, quote, unquote, fired him. Uh-huh. But I've heard that it's like he has said that to this guy a lot. And this guy was pissed and kind of walked away from the situation. And then when they were like, let's try to like smooth things over, he was like, no, I quit. Like, I'm – this isn't a smooth situation. I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm out of here. So – it's a little bit of both, like fired, but also kind of quit. It's like yeah. a little weird, wow. you know. Um, he says he quit, so I'm going to take it as he quit. Um, it sounds like a, I quit before he could actually be fired yeah. scenario, though, <laughs> which is so silly in my opinion. It's yeah. like, come on, dude. This is like a happy pat, patting ourselves on the back. Why does, he achievement his, thing. Like, why does he want his name spoken? I think because he doesn't want it to look like it's a big, like, jerk-off Vince McMahon fest. Uh, like, he I wants it to, I mean, I get that, but, like... Because if it's, like, hey, if but it's like, only per- about him always, then it's, like, le- 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 the floodgate comes down. And I heard that Triple H, he produced his segment. What's he going to do? you going to fire Triple H? Yeah. Does he want to see his grandkids? It's interesting, you know? because like, I feel like... I feel like Bret Hart, of all people, should always be able to say Vince McMahon's name because of, like, the screw job. And that you would think... If he's saying anything positive about Vince McMahon, want it. Vince McMahon would be pumped for that exact same yeah. reason. I'm like, well, okay, cool. Look at yeah. like that guy hated me. We we're really, friends again. Really smooth things over. <laughs> look, superstar. Look, look at how level headed I am. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so we'll, get to, we'll get to superstar in a little bit. Don't worry. Okay, I'm sure you're uh, seething on that one. I mean, Booker T kind of already filled in for me. I know so he did. I know he, time. He so. really laid it Thanks, down, Booker. <laughs> Um, okay, so G1 Supercard, I'm sure you didn't watch it, but I'll talk about some of the things I saw there. Sure. Um, and what was it like seeing a wrestling event at Madison Square Garden? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Honestly, lived up to the hype 100%. Yeah. I, you know, you and I have been to so many Stable Center events, mm. and just events in LA in general. Yeah. And 
I feel like typically the L.A. crowds are pretty quiet. Yeah. I, as much as I love wrestling, as much as I love to watch wrestling in L.A. No, I mean, the Staples Center Raw crowd is rowdy for about an hour and then dies big time. 100%. I mean, they're used to going to Laker games, not not three-hour Raws. 100%. And I, and, and, and I'm so used to that. And it was crazy that, like, that energy from the first hour pretty much lasted the whole time, yeah. which I never see. Uh, and so that was really cool. Um, That's really big, like... There's that extra top section, kind of, and but optically, like I feel like even if you're not super close, you're still a good view of yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, I'm jealous that you got to go there. Yeah, I will say one of the highlights of the trip was finally getting to see a wrestling show in Madison Square Garden because it's been something I've my whole life. Dude, seen. It's like it's it is like a holy place. I'm sure it's wrestling. like a race a, a race car fan getting to see like getting to go see the Indy 500 or yeah. whatever and seeing yeah. it instead of watching it on TV it's like way cooler I imagine yeah. I don't know I imagine but still just watching cars driving circles yeah, I mean, but still stupid but whatever no, yeah. back to wrestling <laughs> back to wrestling <laughs> uh, but I really okay so the Honor Rumble was awesome it was like a Royal Rumble type thing but without question the coolest part uh-huh. was um Jason Liger just Thunder Liger and Great Muda facing off in the match. When Great Muda's music hit, I never realized Great Muda was in the match. Yeah. That place went crazy. Yeah. Like it was like, because we it's all knew Liger moment. was going to yeah. be in there. But yeah, special moment. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've seen, no, did I see him wrestle at PCW? I'm not positive. But Muda? It's still cool seeing Muda, especially yeah. in an arena setting, yeah. um, doing his whole thing. That place was on fire for the two of them. So that was a really cool moment. Um, I thought it was kind of weird bringing the beautiful people in. Yeah. Um, it, seemed to, like, it just seemed off-brand. Yeah. You know, that was kind of like the theme for a lot of the Ring of Honor stuff this show. Yeah. felt very off-brand. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I I liked the beautiful people in, in TNA. It's a while ago, Impact, though. But it was a while I mean, ago. I, I mean, I will say that the beautiful people was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. That's what kind of confused me about the situation. It's like doing a gimmick from ten years ago is a little like. Also, it's kind of a gimmick where it's just like we've we've um, a lot has changed since then. And I'm not saying that that gimmick's not allowed or that it doesn't you know have its place, but there are a lot of uh, more I guess progressive gimmicks that have that have arisen within women and the women's place on the card has just shifted so much now at this point that it does like going back to something from 10 years ago that's why even sometimes like when michelle mccool shows up and like the women's stuff that they do i'm like you're kind of from like a like not a great period also 10 years ago from another company yeah you know yeah like it's and and i like the beautiful people but i don't think anyone would say it's one of the most popular Tag teams ever? Or I anything would say like that. that it they're I would you know if, if you were going over with somebody and you're like of the women who used to be famous in wrestling who are not in it currently right now who would you bring back? I don't think that either of them would be in the top five, and I would say they might not even be in the top ten. And again, that's I'm not trying to send a diss, but it's just like is it unexpected? Yeah, is it like a shock in a good way? I don't necessarily think so. <coughs> Great. Just coughed out my cough drop in my shirt. Hold on a second. You find some my boy. <laughs> you go in your pocket. Oh, when my lap. Great. There we go. Hey, it's still good. It's still good. All you guys watching on video just got to see my my uh, chest there. Hope you enjoyed it. We're back in action though. Uh, so 
Oh man, I like that's my last cough drop too. Son of a bitch. Yeah, sorry, bud. Um, but you're right on, all, on everything you just said there. You know, I I actually do like the beautiful people. Yeah. Um, I was a fan of their gimmick. Um, it just feels like I didn't understand. It, it felt like uh, a not relevant. It, it didn't feel like a, a. What's the right word I'm looking for? It just didn't feel like a. If you're trying, if this is your coming out party, if this is your like, hey, we're on the level of WWE. Hey, this is our WrestleMania. Yeah. We're putting on a seven-hour show too. It's not impressive. It's not impressive. Like I mean, it, like and it's, they, they, anyone could have gotten them. Yeah, and and also like, it, there are a lot, there are a lot of other people that could have been impressive. I guess like is the other thing where it's just, like it's not just that you chose them. It's like all the people that you didn't choose that you could that you could have had instead. Absolutely, I I, I, I I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I I also. Um, it just and, and again, you know, like and someone cash showing up too feels off brand. Very off brand. Like, a, like are you changing your brand? It's like they wanted to be. It don't. It very much some of the moves they were making made them feel less like a work rate company and yeah. more like a TV company. Yeah, which is if that's what you want to do, fine. But it made them feel more impact than Ring of Honor. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it very much made them feel more like – actually, she didn't say Impact. made them feel more TNA yeah. than Ring of Honor. You know, like that's what TNA used to do before. It was just Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Like that was a very TNA-type situation, especially the whole work shoot with Enzo and Cassidy. Yeah. Like, since, you, since you already brought it up. Like that whole thing, man, stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Like, what I, was the reaction in the arena like to that? Well, see, here's the thing. We weren't. We didn't know it wasn't airing on TV. Yeah. So like, I assume this was airing on TV. So people were reacting as such. I, I. It was, but 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 it was also like. Keep in mind this. This was moments after Bret Hart was actually attacked by yeah. someone jumping over the guardrail. Yeah. That's so, horrible timing. So, so people were like, still reacting to that, thinking that like. Shit, like, is that just a thing this weekend? Like, yeah. are people just are, wiling are we, out? Are we going to need to, like, is more security? Crazy is crazy things happening? Yeah. You know, so I think that kind of, I don't think it, it, it amped people up. If anything, it sucked the air out of the room. Yeah. Because one, people already remember Enzo doing that, and it was stupid at, at the Survivor Series yeah. or whatever, right? Survivor Series, yeah. right? Yeah. And two, it was like, well, is this what we want? Like, we just had this cool tag match with these cool teams. And then this is what you gave us? Um, I really thought the whole work shoot thing was done uh, – it was odd. Yeah. Um, from what I've heard, I've heard different things in regards to this. From what I'm hearing, it seems to me like the New Japan wrestlers were not in the know on this. Huh. That, and that's why if you watch the brawl, Tamatanga – and Tongaloa, they're not involved in the fight. They're standing on the ring apron, like, watching it all. Yeah. But the teams who were involved in the tag team match are all fighting and zone cast. And then Bully Ray comes running out of nowhere and fights them. Clearly, this was they were expecting them. Yeah. But I don't know if Tama and Tonga... They're just like, what the hell's going on here? We're just like, what the hell's going on here? It almost sounds like, to me, like, they didn't want to clear it through New Japan. And so they they kind of went into business for themselves a little bit with that, mm, with that Enzo and Cass That's not good. I don't know if that's the case, but it's that's the vibe I'm getting. From, from sources, like, close to, the, like, the the, ton, the the Tongas, dude, they they seem to stand firm that they were not aware that, that was going to be a thing that happened. But wow. at the same time, it had to have been a work because... Security would have jumped in instantly if it wasn't. Yeah. So, 
It's a real weird situation. And also, it's but so that, weird. Also, uh, okay, I work in news. If that were real, I would have to work on it. Yeah. It's silly that you're in the press box with a bunch of freaking reporters and you're not going to tell them if it's a shoot or not. Yeah. Like, and and playing coy about the whole thing. And then retweeting the video as if it, when you're pretending that it was a, a, a Yeah, you would never a do shoot? that. A company would never do that Why if it was Why would you shoot? retweet the video no, of it happening? No, Come on! Well, like, well, well th- this is evident of the fact that they don't know how to do this. Like, no. Because it's not something that they do because it's off-brand. Very off-brand. And so it's just like, yeah, the reaction to it, the befuddled reaction to it, is what should be expected. Yes. It's not something that happens in Ring of Honor, but it's not something that necessarily should happen in Ring of Honor, you know? Agreed. Yeah. 100% agreed. Um, I also don't know if they're like a – I don't think they're a real interesting fit for Ring of Honor no. either. No. Like, I mean, you know, like they're a work rate-driven place. It's like even when Enzo got put on 205 Live, outside of the fact that he could talk, there was no other reason for him to be on there. It was strictly because like he was able to like – Entertain the audience, you know, to be able to talk on TV. They'd have somebody from Raw that was all of a sudden part of your brand and everything. It makes sense. But nobody was watching Enzo on 205 Live to be like, let me see him put on a five-star match. No. Ever. Ever. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, okay. So here's what I'll also say about G1 Supercard. I'm not going to pick apart every match. Um, I I loved a lot of these matches. Yeah. I thought the Ishimori versus Dragon Lee versus Bandito was awesome. I, that... That move he does where it's like the f- backwards flip off the top rope while holding the – where he's doing like – what's the word I'm looking for? Like the uh, the move that JBL and, and Scott Hall used to do. Follow away slam. Follow away slam, but from the top rope where yeah. he flips over them. Uh, blows my mind every time. The fact yeah. that he did it while holding two people was insane because Bandito is not like some jacked up – I mean strong, obviously. Yeah. But he's not like Hulk Hogan, 24-inch pilots. And he's holding up two people. Yeah. Doing a backflip with them. That's insane. <laughs> insane. Um, and Naito Ibushi was awesome. Uh, three-way ladder match was awesome. Jay White versus Okada was awesome. But here's my gripe with the show, and it's what I'm going to say with WrestleMania 2, is that I'm sorry. Nobody wants to watch anything for seven hours. No. Nobody. No, it's too long. It's too freaking long. Even- just, I know that it's like the 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 the... What I'm supposed to say is like a wrestling journalist of like, more wrestling the better. I'm sorry. I don't feel that no, way. This is an entertainment show. You are burning people out. It's too like, – like when you get to the end of a show, you should be invested in the last event, not looking at your watch. You know, like and, – and the last two WrestleManias for me have been that way where it's just like – just end this already, you know, oh, and and that sucks. It sucks, and 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 it's like these last three matches were a half hour each, which yeah. is awesome. But cut other stuff. Yeah, cut other stuff. Yeah, cut PCO's. I I get what they were trying for, but cut his stupid entrance. Yeah. Like it looked so silly. What they were like, they you saw him also, walk up into it. And I don't stuff. want him to keep taking bumps like he's taking. Me like, neither. I feel like he's gonna get paralyzed. I know it's it's scary. Like the bump that he took over the top rope was totally not necessary, and I feel like he's pushing for it. The or, bump. Almost all the bumps he takes are completely unnecessary. I, just, I don't want him to die. You're talking about like the power bomb over yeah. the top rope, basically. Yeah, it's just like his human body is not meant to impact the floor like no, that. No, no, not at all. It's it's just like we don't need to see you do no. that. Uh, and also, he can't keep doing that. I don't care what he no. says because even though his gimmick is that he is not human, he is human. He is he is in fact human. You are a human being. <laughs> you cannot, you know. Um. Yeah. No. And and that's the problem. Like I, I loved this show. 
I just had a hard time staying invested in it because at a certain point, there's only like so much you can take of a certain kind of style. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's not like all these matches are so different in style. They're all kind of similar in style. Yeah. You know, uh, it's hard-hitting, fast-paced stuff. And it's great. I love it. But seven hours is a bit much. Even WrestleMania being seven hours is too long. And you're not WrestleMania G1 Supercard. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and I do think at a certain point, like, it just affected those matches at the end. Like, the crowd was less yeah. into no, it. No, it's just people are exhausted. They're you exhausted. Can, like, there's only so much wrestling you can take. Dude, I'll tell you this much. If like Marvel would never consider putting out a seven-hour Infinity or you know Avengers movie, it was it would never happen. Mm-hmm. And even the the final cut of Endgame is apparently over three hours long, and 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 that's being looked at as like, dang, it's a whopping three hours. People freaked out. People were and, like three and a half hours. We got what? Uh, no wrestling event lately has been shorter than the extended Return of the King, like. Lord of the Rings film. Yeah. It's just like, and that movie goes on forever. Forever. And it's an Academy Award winning movie. But even that one, people are like, enough. Cut <laughs> yeah. It. Cut it out. Yeah. I've seen enough, like, you know, fade outs and fade ins. Like, I didn't need the beautiful people. I didn't need Dalton Castle turning. I didn't need uh, Enzo and Cass. I, there's a lot of stuff that could have been cut from this if, show. You know, the, when push comes to shove, you shouldn't have so many matches and so much crammed onto the card that I'm wishing. For a match to end quickly. Absolutely. You know, and it's just like, I asked you guys, like, before WrestleMania, it was like, which one's going to be, like, the real quick match? Because it's just like, you do get to a point where it's like, hey, the audience is tired. We don't want to watch anymore. I was so tired at WrestleMania that I didn't even, I was, like, working and doing so many things that I didn't even notice the Samoa Joe Rey Mysterio match ended in a minute. I, you know, t- can I tell you something? You were the same way? I, I like, I went to the bathroom and did a couple <laughs> things and, and like the next day I read the results and I was like, I missed that match. <laughs> I and I, I had a couple of drinks in my box. system too, but I mean, still it was just like, damn. I think I went to the. St- I think I walked outside to the store to go get something from like the the corner store on the boardwalk, and then I came back, and then I, next day I was like, oh, there was a, I forgot about that match because I didn't see it. I was like writing something. The or red doing something, by the way. Okay, I was like writing something. Whoa, wait, why? Doesn't matter. Um, I was writing something, and all oh, right, 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 right. Um, I was writing something, and he came out, and then I saw it, and I was like, wait. What like? Um, That's not the first time Rey Mysterio has had a super fast match at WrestleMania. Didn't he have like a like a lightning fast match with uh, JBL? And I think it was like the match that JBL may have retired from too. I'm not quite sure. Uh, say it again. Like, didn't Rey Mysterio have like a super quick match with JBL? Like a uh, WrestleMania 25. I, I don't think? recall. You're better with those than me. I think that's. I think that's the case. But yes, with the the Samoa Joe one, I literally was like typing something. He came out. I didn't even. I think I was texting Erica, and I was. We. She had a funny joke about. He was dressing up as Liberace, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. She liked his Liberace tribute, and then like it was over, and I was yeah. like, wait. What happened? Yeah. I had to like go back on my computer and rewind for yeah. a second. I was like, oh, right. easy enough. Um, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed the G1. Long, though. Too yeah. long. Yeah. Sorry. Too long. Um, my favorite event of the weekend was, was right after, though, uh, was the spring, bla- spring break clusterfuck. Yeah. That was the most fun I had the entire weekend. Why? I, I, it was – have you ever watched any of these spring break events? Mm-hmm. No. It is literally like uh, – a Royal Rumble for the most diehard wrestling fans. Yeah. So, I mean, it had Mantar. It yeah. had uh, Crowbar. It had 
like just most random people like that in it, but then also crazy wrestling. There was like it started off with a Necro Butcher and Nick Gage. Yeah, and I saw, actually I saw you post that video too because I hadn't seen Necro Butcher in a long time. He hasn't wrestled in forever because he yeah. made much. He made a bunch of money and or he like became rich and like just stopped wrestling. How did he become rich? I want to say he married rich or. I forget exactly what it was, but I just remember that Necro Butcher came into money, and yeah. that's why he stopped wrestling. Yeah. Well, and he's wrestling really dangerous matches, yeah. too, so I'm yeah. glad that he did. Me too. And and it was so – I've never gotten to see Necro Butcher live. You know, the East Coast indie guy. Yeah. That's not a person I ever got yeah. to see. So it was cool seeing him. Uh, it was awesome seeing uh, a bunch of the indie guys. There was a uh, – I'm trying to remember some of the other ones that were there, but, you know, like uh, they had uh, the guy from – from uh, Weedus in the in the match, wow. like there's like the most random people, just and just altogether crazy stuff happening, yeah. and it, and it was it was just fun. I mean, my the best moment, the funniest moment at least, was uh, Sexy Eddie, this indie wrestler coming into the match, and he's got uh, he comes into the match and he's wearing just a towel. And so he's fighting, he's wrestling or whatever. And then at one point, like Joey Ryan pulls the towel off of him and he covers his nutsack and he's literally, he was naked under the towel. Wow. So he's just, he's holding on to his nutsack, butt naked in the middle of the ring. And then he like avoids something. So Joey Ryan goes into the corner and then he gets whipped into the corner ass first into Joey's face. And then they're like, they're doing, and he keeps, someone keeps, I think it was Effie, he kept kicking. Uh, sexy Eddie's ass into Joey's face the whole time. Joey's bare ass, getting bare ass in the face the whole time. What a good sport. And then Effie like gets knocked down, and then Sexy Eddie goes to like try and climb the ropes, but he can't because he's covering his nutsack. So he's like trying to do it with just his feet. And so like Joey helped him up by like, pushing his ass up, and then he did like a naked moonsault off the middle rope. What? <laughs> well, he's holding his nuts the whole time, never wow. moved his hands. Uh, does the naked moonsault? Uh, and then he finally gets eliminated but then when he gets eliminated he just walks through the whole like crowd and even goes like up the stairs and like walking through it as if he can't find his way out or whatever and so i just just picture him like walking down the hallway towards the locker room damn butt naked what confidence the most confidence like be like yeah i can make sure that my hands don't move i was shocked that that we i never saw any ball like he was real good at covering it the whole time unless maybe he had taped up and i couldn't see but I mean, like, he looked like he was naked, that's, dude. That's pretty good for him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I saw, like, a, a video clip of it, and I remember thinking to myself, like, this man's going to go to jail for indecent exposure. <laughs> like, there's no way this couldn't happen. Like, this is far too volatile of an idea. Yeah, fair. But, hey, he did it. Hey, he did Pro- it. Props. And he, he's probably back home now, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I also, also awesome in that show was... Um, it was LAX versus uh, Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's cool. And then uh, Masato Tanaka versus La Park. Wow. Which is like that's, such a throwback. Yeah. That's, a, that's real obscure. So obscure. And they were like, dude, it was like, I felt like I was watching an old ECW match. Like, they awesome. were like, chairs. They were doing the elbow. You know, he was doing this, the roaring did elbow. Did he do his dance? Oh, yeah. Of course oh, he did his man. dance, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. He did the dance. I love it. It was, yeah, me too. La Park. La Park. I know you can't call him La Parka now. Yeah, that's okay. But you all know who we're talking about. La, uh, La Park. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, if you are uh, going to a WrestleMania weekend or anything like that, cannot recommend enough uh, Spring Break. Yeah. I, I, I seriously, probably the most fun I've had at a wrestling show. It was just chaos. Chaos. 
Uh, so I, 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 I definitely think you guys should go there. Um, wait, hold on one second. Uh, I will hold on for 50 seconds. Sorry, no, I just had to explain to Remsen why we're going long this week. Um, it's all good. Uh, Your beard's looking great, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. I got it trimmed recently. All right, let's get into WrestleMania before I get in trouble and they kick me out of here. So, WrestleMania, uh, what do you think about Colin Joseph and Michael Chan in the Battle Royal? Did you watch it? Uh, no, yeah, I did. You watched did you watch yeah. all of WrestleMania? I, I watched the pre-show, like kind of like fast-forward style. Okay. Um, I, I was like, I watched all the matches. Um, I, I, I was fine with it. Like, I, you know, like I mean, I kind of I don't invest much in in either of those battle royals at WrestleMania because it's just get them on the card. Um, so it was fine with me. You know, like I mean, like I I didn't have any objectionable reaction to it. But I mean, it wasn't like I, I wasn't. It, it, I, I agree with you that it was a little weird that you had these two guys from SNL that were, came onto your show, but nobody ever referenced it or was on. You know, went on SNL to kind of like that bothered it. me. Because that, that's am I crazy for saying that was no, odd? Because no, I don't know if you saw my whole conversation feels, with Ron Funches, but he was like going hard on me for saying that like it was weird that they didn't. I would have thought they would have referenced it. It would have felt a little bit more important, I feel like, right? if they would have done that. Yeah. Like, like Braun invest- making one appearance on Weekend Update or even them just saying, hey, we're going to be at WrestleMania this weekend. Like, I don't see what the big deal is. I feel like they could have easily done it. Like, was there a live episode of SNL, yeah. like, this past week? Yeah. Yeah. They should have. I mean, that just seems like it makes sense. Right? Yeah. And Ron was like, Ron Funches was like, give me all this shit. He was like, it's not weird. Like, uh, you know, the SNL people do things all the time outside of SNL. They don't promote on SNL. But I was like, but that's different. Yeah. This is an NBC Universal thing. Like, yeah. it was set up through NBC Universal because they're both part of the same company. It's Synergy. Yeah. It's cross-promotion. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it, it, it just it, – ultimately, it didn't feel that important to me. And I don't think <laughs> – I, I wasn't, you know, uh, that impressed with the build, to be honest with you, to going into it. I mean, it just it felt like, you know, just something extra for WrestleMania. Um, and so, like, I, yeah, it was, it was okay. I, I, not, not anything super impressive to me. I'll be honest with you, I really enjoyed it. I yeah. like when there's celebrity, the celebrity involvement, so it's never been something that bothered me. So, I, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought that, uh, you know, the, the, the crowd was pumped to see them finally to see Braun get his hands on them yeah. finally. And yeah. so uh, for that reason, I thought it was a plus all around. Uh, the only miss of the factor was that they didn't get the mainstream publicity yeah. they thought they were going yeah. to off of it. And I just feel like, too, like the Andre the Giant battle, you know, WrestleMania Battle Royal, it's just like it's now gotten to the point where it's like, who what, who are the illustrious winners of like this prestigious you know match? And I can't really, you know, I, I probably could name everybody, but it would probably take me a hot second to actually go through and try to remember who had won in the past because it's just become, a, you know, kind of unimportant. Yeah, agreed. Fair, fair. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of why I think I didn't care about Asuka not winning the women's one yeah. either. Everyone's like, oh, buried. But it's like, it's just the band. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the like, this match, like, I mean, consider them already buried if they're in that match. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. No, buried. It's just like, yeah, I sorry. get what you mean. Like, I mean, yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, Hawkins and Ryder winning the tag titles. What do you think about that? I mean, I, <laughs> I just, I don't really get it. You know, like, I mean, I, 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 I get the storyline and everything like that of, you know, of him finally, of, of Hawkins finally getting a win and, and, you know, now being able to like squeak out wins is going to be the story for a while. I just feel like everybody just, you know, Felt so good about the revival winning the titles, and are they just like 
not are they just going to SmackDown now, or like what's the deal? I w- I hope they're going to SmackDown. Yeah. I fear that they're getting like split up in the draft. Oh, that would not be good. I just like you know how petty WWE can be. Like they're, they're so just openly. Like, oh yeah. So oh, you know what we wanted, but guess what? <laughs> like I don't. I mean, I could totally see that. Happening. I could either. I could totally see it happening. Um, I also think. That maybe that's why the Usos lost the tag titles on SmackDown this you week. You think they're going to get split up? I could see it. I could see them getting split up in the, in the Superstar Shakeup. Interesting. It would surprise be, me. It would, it would be interesting to see split up Usos, see what they could do in I really think they thrive. I don't know why. I've just always felt that way. I felt like they, as much as I love them as tag team people, they've kind of come into their own with this new gimmick, and I honestly feel like they would thrive. I definitely feel like it might you know, be a good <laughs> testing ground for them, too, because I think you need, they need to get to a point where it's just like they can kind of you know, see who they are individually. And also, like most brother tag teams in WWE, I feel like have split up for a while and kind of come back together. Yeah. Uh, the Hardys, the Hardys had done it numerous times, which is kind of why I felt like it was like symbolic of them losing to the Hardys. I was almost wondering if that was the point. It was uh, like, right, uh, to show, like, look at where these guys go next. Look at where these guys. They're gonna have like they're gonna be like the Hardys yeah. now, where they're gonna have to go split up and find their way on their own type yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. You know, I I really like Hawkins and Ryder. I was a you know writer. <coughs> I loved all the Zack Ryder stuff. I was a broski or whatever back then. So. <coughs> I love seeing him get a big WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Um, Hawkins, too. I think that Hawkins, you know, I liked him before. Yeah. I think he really worked hard to get back. Yeah. And then he was just like such a loyal company guy that he was willing to lose for yeah. 269 matches in a row. Probably not complain about it to anyone. Yeah. And I think that it was a good kind of like, hey. I think he played it uh, on the level that they want people to do a lot of times. Where like, this is your role that we have for you right now. And sometimes you got to stick with a kind of a not great role for a long period of time before they actually feel the confidence in you or that they feel that you've had the amount of loyalty to where they can give you something else. Whether you've too. eaten enough crow to where now, like, or or maybe they're just like just throwing this bone so he sticks around a little bit longer and plays like you know this you know jobber. Absolutely, for us. absolutely. And so yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with it at all. Um, what about okay? Well, when the show started, Hulk Hogan. What did you think about Hulk Hogan? Um, I didn't like it. I, you oh, know, like, I, surprising I, take. I, I didn't like it because I feel like there's a massive disconnect between him and Alexa Bliss. Um, I feel like Alexa Bliss is so young that she's not of a generation that watched the Hulkster. I feel like people shouldn't be pantomiming the Hulkster's motions and stuff like that unless they grew up with him. Like that's kind of what they tried to make it feel like, and it's like. No, 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 no. Like, she was a little kid, probably post-Attitude Era. Or she was a kid still at that point. Which means that Hogan only made a couple appearances during that period of time. She would have no connection with him. So it, it felt hollow to me to have... And it looked hollow. It looked like she was not into it at all when she was doing the Hogan, like, flexing motions. She didn't look like she knew what she was doing or she had... Or looked disinterested. That's the most, like... That was such like a hardcore Hulk Hogan fan uh, review right there of Alexa Bliss. Like she didn't pantomime right like Hulk Hogan. I'm not saying it like to diss her. I'm saying it on a level like you shouldn't have had her doing that. No, I agree. I, I Stephanie McMahon doing Hulk Hogan motions. Get it? She grew up during that period of time. Me doing it. I get it because I grew up as a kid watching Hulk Hogan. I, like Alexa Bliss just didn't grow up watching him. I just didn't. I just it rang hollow to me. No, I. I, I and I, and not, not only that, but like they had to go back to the Silverdome joke and all that stuff. It just it felt like I don't know. When Paul Heyman came out, then I was like, 
this WrestleMania is, started. This is different. Me too. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt too. I felt like it was very forced. It was very just like we get it. Hulk Hogan's back in WWE. I'm not, hey, I also had I'm not uh, like impressed enough by Alexa Bliss to be like I can have a WrestleMania moment at the snap of my finger thing. It's like where I'm like I was just more kind of like okay, get this get this over with. Yes, let's get this over with. So when Paul Heyman came in, I was like, hell yeah, let's get this going. I feel like that way with usually every host segment yeah. when they're doing host segments. Even with the new day, I kind of felt like that. Me too. Like I just don't need it. I just yeah. don't need it. It's it's similar. Like I said, with some G one Supercard. It's a freaking seven hour show, yeah. man. Like, get to it. Get to it, man. Like this served no purpose. Like they literally could have cut that whole intro and just had Paul Heyman come out. Hey, they should have had him interrupt America the Beautiful. That would be memorable. <laughs> that would have been memorable. And then they can finish the song after the match. <laughs> Brock just throws the title at Yolanda Adams and then says, here, bitch, finish the song. Wait, I got to get another water. Wait, hold on one second. Sorry. Sure. Keep, sing, a, sing, sing Hulk Hogan theme while I'm going or something. You know? Wow. Um... I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for your rights. Wait. Fight for your life. Sorry about that. Sorry for all of you that had to be subjected to that, but thank you for... I looked at the camera the entire time. (laughs) Good, good. I'm going to cut that and try and make it into a an actual music video for you. See if I can make that happen. You should cut my voice entirely and just play the Rick Derringer song. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Um, I ran fast over there. Okay. So uh, the Rollins match. Uh, so Heyman come, came out, did that whole thing. I was shocked by it, to be honest with you, because it ended faster than I expected it to. I expected it to go longer. But to be honest with you, I kind of like Brock matches like that, though, too. I do, too. Like, I think that the, a Brock that match doesn't need to be formula. Like, there's a couple formulas of Brock matches that it seems like they have now. It's, like, him dominating and him getting dominated. Like, and that's kind of the only way that, it, like, because there is, I think, Or would be, like, surprised that he's getting. Exactly. That he's getting offense that someone's hitting him back. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think that's why the Goldberg match actually worked pretty well. Was because there was a layer of shock attached to it. It was almost like, hey, you got to beat him fast if you're going to beat him. And I like kind of that they've set that up. It's Me something too. That, that, that people can go to. Because, like, the longer you go with him, like, the less of a chance that you have. But if you can take him out quickly, you can win. I will say, though, I felt like, I felt like it was a pretty lackluster match as a yeah. whole. Though. No, I mean, it was nothing special. It was, I, I'm, I do prefer Brock matches like that. But I just don't know how we're supposed to think that he is. Now better than Brock, yeah, because he low blowed him like twice yeah. and then hit his finish move a couple of times. Like I just, to me, it just didn't make me like get more, behind. It was Seth more Rollins. just like it was less about get behind Seth Rollins and it's more like get Brock Lesnar out of the way. You know, it's just it, 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 it. But that having been said, the the shock of it ending as early as it did and everything like that, I think that that I felt like that set up a good tone for the pace of the event. Obviously, that would change later on and everything too but I mean I feel like it got the event like Heyman coming out and that match ending the way that it did I definitely feel like got the event going do you think that Wrestlemania would best be served being put into two nights no I think it would best be served being cut down to four hours total I'll give you five hours even one hour for the the pre-show but and that you know in the pre-show is obviously someone's like you don't have to watch the pre-show you literally don't have to watch it 
they could do the same amount with that. In you know, four hours would be a lot, but it would be a lot more palatable at least. Um, no, I don't. I would not want it split to two nights. I. It would it would dilute how special the event is if it was split to two nights. It's not like Coachella going to a second weekend or something like that. It's a different kind of event. Yeah, I, I just look at it as... Like, what's the better night, then? We're going to have two main events I of every WrestleMania? I just look at it as if you would end night one with Kofi winning and you would end night two with Becky winning. Yeah. Then you would at least, like... That way, every year, the women main event and the men main event. Uh, that way, I could see, there isn't the same burnout. But that, I could see there being, like, you know, serious issues, though, too, with rewrites in the middle of the event then as well. It's also a good point. You know, like, or not getting everything on to the first night and then having the second night be a complete just, you know, like, just cluster frick of epic, epic proportions. You could say fuck. It's okay. It's okay. I don't need to. <laughs> To it's okay. Cluster Frank. Um, yeah, no, I I think I'm with you on that. As much as I love WrestleMania, I think that I <laughs> Sami Zayn's promo has rang a little true of like the entitled nature of wrestling lately. Like yeah. we, sh- I don't think they need to cram as many matches on the show as possible just so that someone's not complaining about their favorite being yeah. buried. Yeah, you know, um, that was a great promo by the way. Such a good promo. Yeah. And it's like, how much to boo that guy now? I agree with everything he that's, said. That's the funny thing is just like, if I cheer him, I'm booing myself. <laughs> that's like the most inter- – that's such an interesting turn. It's, I love the way they did that. Yeah, me too. Um, okay. I, the Miz match, uh, Miz and Shane, it, it was more satisfying than I expected. Yeah. I have really not cared about this feud, and I think that it at least – we got fun moments out of it. We got Miz dad duking yeah. up with Shane, which was hilarious. Um, and it's funny that tower spot. The you know on TV the way they shot it because they like shot it from like above and far away. They made it look like a lot bigger than it was. Yeah. Because I even in person I went whoa like that looks crazy. And then when I rewatched it and I I also went and I saw I found a video on Reddit. Of someone that was like right, that was sitting right next to the pad, and it didn't look like high at all. Yeah. Like it looked like I, I, I didn't even look scared of doing it. I was like, oh, I actually <laughs> look kind of fun. That is really kind of cool to do, you know? Like clearly there's a giant pad here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, but, but I think that it did, it was, it was more pleasing than I expected. Yeah, I agree with that. I you, like, I like how it ended too. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not super invested in, Miz or Shane, so Shane McMahon it. winning. I'm just like not a big deal. It's no. Part of the story, yeah. And it was funny the way they did it. Yeah, of like, I agree with you. Backfired. Mi- Miz's dad is the best part of the match. It really was. Yeah. Um. I yeah. Miz's dad's great. Yeah, big he, fan. He has no point. Like no. Like he should not be in the ring. <laughs> no, but the but fact it's great. that he got in there, I was like, he really does love his son, and he is proud of him. It's the best. Yeah. Oh, uh, we all need a Miz dad. Yeah. Um. Iconics winning the tag titles. I'm so I, for all of you for all of you watching listening. Um. I'm so sorry I wasn't here this week. Just know, I know you guys are bummed that we didn't get to hear Roca freak the fuck out over this. But I I I was so sick. Uh, I really, really wanted to see Roka freaking out in person. And it's probably going to be a little less cool now because a week has passed. Yeah. But he's, like, so anti-Iconics. Yeah. He literally, like, had a 
meltdown over this. Like he was texting real mean things to me and our friend, wow. mutual friend of ours. He was like saying how untalented they are and all of a sudden I couldn't agree less with him. I, I think he's so wrong in terms of uh, of the iconics. I like the iconics. Yeah, I feel like they haven't put in over everyone since day why one. You, why do you think they took the titles off of? Uh, why do I think? Yeah, off of Bailey and and uh, Sasha. I I I want to say that maybe I don't want to say attitude. That's not the right word. I feel like maybe. Like, I mean, they just put I, – I, I guess they don't need the straps when it comes down to it. Like, they had their moment. They got, like, they, they're in the record books now. Yeah. Like, why not give another team another – like, the rub? I want to say what I think it is is – what I hope it is was merely uh, balancing the heel and face ratio of winners. Yeah. I think that there would have been too many face teams winning. Yeah. Um, there were a lot, a lot of faces face wins. winning. Yeah. A lot of faces were going over on this show. Yeah. I think you kind of needed a heel win. I was surprised that AJ Styles won, actually. Me too. Yeah. I felt like it would have been an easier situation I, for Randy Orton to win. It would have been a uh, tick up the heel uh, win category at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I was also very surprised of that. I think it's the same reason that Shane ended up winning yeah. in that weird spot. Like, they're like, well, we've got too many faces going over. Oh, I know. Shane just drops his hand over Miz after, after the fall. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. You know? So, I, I, that's my hope. But I do know from what I've heard, like they didn't seem too happy about it. They really the the Zasha and Bailey didn't seem very happy about losing the tag titles. Yeah. Um I think they had felt like they had been promised like uh, a run. A run and don't feel like they got it. But at the same time, like I mean that app that's the WWE. That's the WWE. It's exactly what I was gonna say is that like that's wrestling, man. Like, yeah. you know, like whatever serves the show better, you know, and I do think that I do think that the Iconics winning made the most sense. They've been on their back since they got in WWE. Yeah. They've been an actual team since day one, way longer than the Boss and Hug Connection. Um, they, I, also, I also hate the name Boss and Hug Connection. Hate the name of the Boss and Hug so Connection. so stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, I, I think that, yeah, it's just like, you know, I think that it made more sense, too. It, it really did make the most sense, in my opinion. Yeah. Also, like, it's not like they got a clean win. I don't know why that Sasha Bailey would be, like, that mad about it. They literally swooped in on a WWE Hall of Famer's finishing move and got the win that way. Yeah. Like, sneakiest heel way of winning. You yeah. know, it's not like they, like, pinned them and clean. And I think you're right, too, that they are, of all the people in that match, they're the only actual team that's not just that's not just cobbled together. You're right. They, they came in as a team, you know, whether... You wanted to look at them specifically as a team or as a group, you know, that's for you to decide. But like they've you know, they've known each other for a long time. They've been a team for a long time. Like there's not really tag teams like that that much anymore, except outside of like the the men. Yeah. Like Sky Pirates kinda, but even them, like they were like they didn't come in together. Yeah. Like Billy and Peyton have been like a team since the very like because we really saw them in NXT, yeah. like the, the iconic duo or whatever, yeah. you know. So I, I liked it. I was a fan of it. All right, uh, Kofi Kingston. I, I mean, this was so good. Yeah, I rewatched it today, and it's funny because I got I got a lot of shit during this match. Uh, I, I guess I fucked up. I don't know. I didn't see it that way. I, here's my thing. <laughs> I don't look at spoilers as that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, who's gonna win or not? It's wrestling. Yeah. Like, maybe it's because I cover it for a living, and so I hear all the time who's going to win before it actually happens. Like, 
hearing who's going to win before it actually happens doesn't bother me that much. Yeah. Um, I just like to see how it's going to be executed. So I, I think that I have a jaded view of, of a, 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 a different view of spoilers. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think I was screwing everybody and ruining one of the matches. Uh, but during the show, and I don't know if you saw this, but like during the show, uh, right when the Kofi title match started, um, someone in the press room next to me was like, dude, if you look on W.com, they've already uploaded a shirt for Kofi winning. And I was like, really? And I look, and like when you search New Day, the auto thing that comes up had it's a new champ, yes it is, shirt. But when you click on it, you can't go there yet. Oh. And I was like, well, that was real stupid on that their part, you yeah. know? So I felt like that was incredibly newsworthy that WWE accidentally spoiled uh, the winner of this match. So I tweeted it saying, like, WWE Championship spoiler ahead. For real, don't look if you don't want to know. And I did spaces, and then I put the picture in there, and I said, like, WWE spoiled the match, whatever, blah, blah. <sighs> <laughs> hundreds of response of just like angry responses like why would you ruin the match for me like just so many of like yeah. I can't even repeat all of them but lots of really mean things yeah. <laughs> like horrible insults thrown my way and I was like I didn't think this is that you do also I said spoiler like why would you keep reading yeah. if you thought that there was going to be a spoiler that followed and they're like well I didn't read that part and it's like that, watch the match. Also, watch the match if it really bothers you like that if much. He, if he, yeah, like I mean, if you have the time to write <laughs> hateful stuff to Ryan Satin during the match that you're complaining about, it's just like you should be watching the match. Just watch the match. Yeah, invest in it. So, made it a little difficult for me to watch because I was just getting so much hate <laughs> at the time. Um, but I did go back and watch it today, uh, and God, that match was great. Yeah. Even me knowing who was going to win, uh, I was still falling for the near falls. Like, I really was. I'll be honest with you. There was one point today where I was watching the match, and it was when like, I was there. I watched it happen. I knew Kofi won. It's been days since. Yeah. Lots has happened. But I love that even while, we were, while re-watching it, there was that moment where... Kofi was going to do the the Trouble in Paradise, but when he started to run at him, Daniel hit him with the knee instead. And I went like, oh, damn. And then like he went for the pin, and I literally went like, no, when I knew what was going to yeah, happen. That's awesome. And so that's how great that match was, honestly. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that they – Yeah, props to Kofi. Obviously, and props to Brian too. You know, like I mean I, I knew Brian was going to put over Kofi because that's the kind of person that he is, the kind of wrestler that he is, and he can recognize what a big moment that is and what it was. It was emotional. It was like it was a legit – I was – I felt – you know, it's funny to to have watched wrestling for so long now and to watch wrestlers for so long. And I said this a couple different times during WrestleMania when people were texting me. And I remember I said, like, I'm so proud of Ricochet. And, I'm, and I yeah. said it later on. I was like, I'm so proud of Kofi Kingston because, I, you know, when you see somebody who deserves to be in that spot – Exceed your expectations and 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 get awarded with what they deserve, with what they work so hard for. Such a beautiful thing. Kofi Kingston has worked for so long. He's been such a good company man that entire time too, and has and has been there. Has created moments and you know just like he like he did deserve it and he does deserve it. And you know whether this lasts for months, weeks, whatever, however long it lasts, like it's sweet that it happened. I'm really I'm really stoked about that. I also think that. I legit thought that he was going to lose the title on Monday, actually, when they did that. I was so thing. worried. I mean, like, like, that seemed like, I was like, this is what they do. 
I actually think if that, if they end up going back to that, since they made they kind of tease like we're going to do this again, I actually think Kofi will win. Ooh, okay. I, I don't know why wow. I just had this hunch. Wow. I actually wasn't feeling that way. If anything, I was feeling the opposite. I was feeling the opposite. I was like, oh, they're going to do this to Kofi already? Well, I, I heard that Rollins was nursing an injury. Yeah. So that's why my thought process went there because we knew he was a little bit injured before the Brock match and yeah. then oh, I right, heard yeah. he was nursing an injury after WrestleMania so I thought maybe like this might be because of the injury and they yeah. just want to get the title off Brock Yeah, but I, I, I don't know at this point still I'm still working on it but um, with Kofi you know I also think that you know the other important part of it is just that like dude like there's a lot of minority kids who watch that looking at it being like man there's a guy like me now who yeah. did it you know yeah. i mean like everyone goes like well don't undermine people like mark henry and booker t and and that but booker t even said kofi kings is the first black full you know first african american wwe champion yeah, from africa from isn't he? yeah like yeah like don't he's the first african american wwe champion yeah. you know and so um it's a big moment. That's a that's a yeah. it's a huge thing for a lot of people. Yeah, and absolutely. so um just all around great. Um even if superstar Billy Graham <laughs> is trying to poo-poo the moment with yeah. all his shitty Facebook updates. I you know, superstar like I mean, again, like Booker T took him to task on this. Oh thing. yeah. And took him to task with like cause you know, is if if the, our listeners that aren't, aren't as aware of the story, you know, Superstar has been um, waylaying, you know, through his face, long, you know, Facebook messages or posts or whatever the hell they are, you know, just talking about how Kofi Kingston advising him to take steroids to add 40 to 50 pounds of muscle. And it's just stuff like it sounds like an old wrestler who's stuck in his own silo. You know, you can't freely comment on his stuff. You have to be a, like a follower of his page. No, you can't. Oh really? Yeah. Oh well. Um, don't, oh, I should have told Eli that. No, He's just I'm, start I, no, I, I, I don't. Messages. I don't care to because I read some of those replies and I was like, man, this is a real sad silo that superstar Billy Graham lives in. And you know, so he made all these comments about Kofi Kingston and Booker T took him to task. Um, I can't recall on what show it was. Uh, well, Booker T has a show called The Hall of Fame with Booker T and Brad Gilmore that's on ESPN Radio in Houston. Uh, you can also hear it on HallOfFamePodcast.com. But yeah, he went off. I mean, um, to to back uh, to kind of additional. Details on what Eli was talking about here. Uh, Superstar had said, I urge you to start doing some steroids and add about 50 pounds of solid muscle to your championship body. Vince won't care, honestly. Actually, he would be quite pleased with the muscular transformation. And, I mean, Booker T was just not happy. He said, these old guys need to wake up and realize that their era is over. To bring steroids into a conversation as far as what a man needs to do to get to the top in the wrestling business, man... There's more to life in the wrestling business. What about your health? They got a wellness policy now. They're trying to keep these guys alive. We lost so many soldiers along the way because of steroids and drugs. And for this man to say another man needs to get on drugs to become successful, he is successful. He's the WWE champion. Yeah. Uh, and he also and lists that, off all of Billy Graham's medical problems. Yeah, his recent ones yeah. that have been the, like the last 10 years. And Directly a because of steroid use. And it's just like – Again, I think that Superstar lives in a silo. I think that, you know, he probably gets positive feedback as he chooses to receive it. And so, like, and, and not only that, but he's, like, he's a carny. And he's a mark for himself, too. So it's like, of course, he's going to say, you should be more like me. And it's just like, Superstar Billy Graham, you don't have any WrestleMania moments. Because you've never performed at a WrestleMania on the level that somebody like Kofi Kingston has. I don't even think he's ever had a match on a WrestleMania. I think he was like a manager at WrestleMania 4. So it's just like for him to say anything to Kofi Kingston, I get it. Superstar Billy Graham was a big deal in the 70s. And that was a long time ago. Everything has changed since then. 
television, live events, social media, the internet. Everything is different from then. The athleticism in the ring, the way the ring is constructed, everything is different. So he doesn't necessarily – Information available on drug use. Exactly. They don't take steroids anymore because there's a wellness policy that like closely guards them from doing so. And I say guard because it's helping them. It's keeping them safe. That's what I and I hate to be on Billy to say anything on Billy Graham's side, but he does mention the fact that like yeah, I, he said something like I know there's a wellness policy, but don't tell me that like you know the part timers don't use steroids. Like obviously they use steroids. Triple H shouldn't get in that in that shape without using steroids. Brock Lesnar's not that size without steroids. I don't know if I agree with him, dude. Like I like it, the. Steroids is a broad term, True. I feel like. Uh, very much and, so. And I feel like superstar Billy Graham's interpretation of these things, of ways that people work out, just even let's say the way that exercise in a gym is done these days. I'm not saying that people don't use, still use barbells and things like that that superstar Billy Graham used, but there's different training techniques. I guarantee you superstar Billy Graham was going to the beat of his own drum probably from what he had learned at Muscle Beach or whatever his you know, fictional backstory is. You know, and so, but the, the WWE has trainers. And they have people like, I mean, John Cena was a bodybuilder before that. And I, yeah, I get that, you know, bodybuilders have used steroids in the past and that it has been a problematic thing. But it's just like, I wouldn't all, I wouldn't go out and immediately say that Brock Lesnar is on steroids either. <coughs> Although I know he did get busted for yeah, I was something. Gonna say, I wouldn't say but I mean, no. but steroids, but steroids as a broad term, like, I mean, he used to say like performance enhancing drugs at least. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Dr. Thugonom- Doctor of Thugonomics. Do you like it? Yeah. Really? I just – I was never really into the Doctor of Thugonomics Fair. gimmick. And it, it, you didn't like the whole rapping thing back in the day? Not really. It, you know, it was kind of there, – there have been two to three periods of my life where I stopped watching wrestling for chunks of time and the, the Thugonomics gimmick happened during that period. Yeah, I'm with you that – And to it, go back and watch it, I'm like, oh, this is the start of like John Cena's The Way He Dresses That I Hate. <laughs> That's fair. The, the, the no, jean that, shorts. That is very fair. And I was I, like, oh, the jean shorts came from the Doctor of Thugonomics, and it was always my least favorite part of Cena's whole getup. Doctor of Thugonomics was also when I, my, one of my brief hiatuses from wrestling, and his title win as, like, John Cena is really when I came back yeah, into same, it. Yeah, same, same. And, and so I was a little bit the same way. I also just – I always laughed at, like, wigger dudes who, like who, like – Try to put on a thick, like, street accent or whatever yeah. when we've heard John Cena talk. He doesn't talk like that, yeah. you know? So um, I always did kind of – str- knew, And he knew his hair was underneath there, too. I know. That is the that problem. silly old man John Cena <laughs> hair. It's not even old. I shouldn't even say it like that. No, that slick it, back, classy yeah. John. You know he's got that classy look under, got under that. Classy Cena's underneath that cap. I know it. Uh, Take it off, John. And I felt like the Babe Ruth stuff was a, was a little, like, cheesy kind of – um, also, there was part of me, too, that kind of felt like, didn't John Cena and Elias have a spat last WrestleMania? They, they did. Yeah, and so it's just kind of like, this is this is it? This is what you went with? Yeah. Felt the same way, kind of. Yeah. I, I did. I felt the same way. It just wasn't It wasn't any, It wasn't that special wasn't to me. It wasn't that exciting. And also, it's not like... It's not like John Cena's been gone so long that his cameo feels like Stone Cold making a cameo or Mick Foley making a cameo or something along those lines. You know, it feels more like, ah, oh, but you haven't been away long enough. You still feel like you should be here. And also, like, let's be honest. If you're gonna, if you were gonna do retro John Cena, why wouldn't you have done retro John Cena from when he debuted with Kurt Angle? Yeah. Why would you give fans what they want? I get it. You don't want to be too predictable, but come on. Yeah. That's what fans wanted. Yeah. 
So, fans would have marked out over fans that. Fans would have gone crazy for that. Yeah, nothing against Baron Corbin saying that either. And you could have done the Undertaker Elias thing at WrestleMania instead of the Raw after Mania. Yeah. Or just not done it because it was a seven-hour show. Yeah. Um, Batista match. I, um, I think that it was good for what it was. Yeah. When I... When I rewatched it today, I liked it much more than I did while I was there. Yeah. And I think this lends further to what I was saying of just like the burnout of just yeah. like if this hadn't have been near the end of a seven hour show, people would have been way more into it, I think. Yeah. No, like, I mean, I feel the same way as you. Like, I, I should probably go back and rewatch it. But as it stands, I was just kind of like, all right, let's get this over with. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I know it's going to be 25 minutes. Let's get this over with. Yeah. Let's get to the, let's get to the main event. And that shouldn't have been Batista's retirement. You, retirement match shouldn't have been that way. You shouldn't have been trying to, you shouldn't have been hoping for Batista's re- retirement match to end soon. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of like, to me. But I feel like his retirement match, like, I mean, I, I feel like this, <laughs> this has been such an odd run with him. You know, the whole storyline of how he came in and just like the limited appearances, the limited like uh, sharing of information and everything like that. It felt in a lot of ways like Triple H went along with it because he knew it would get him on the card, not because he thought it was a great idea. I kind of feel the same way. And it was kind of like, a, I don't have anything else. Yeah. And we need a big attraction for WrestleMania. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I did. I, I did like that. We got a payoff. Of the nose ring thing. Yeah. I love that that nose ring thing was all done just for that spot. Yeah. Because everyone was like, when he first came with the nose ring, like, oh, he's got a nose ring now? You know? So it was nice how that was all done just to set up this pulling out of his nose spot. Batista's tattoos were very distracting to me. It's funny. I, I, I always love when there's something distracting going on TV and then seeing... Um, traffic on my site go up for a certain story and all, uh, there's a story about Batista got his dogs tattooed on him uh-huh. and that story was like at the top of, of the of everyone looking at That's it awesome. everyone was like what are Batista's tattoos like yeah I they were a little bit right yeah I um, mean <laughs> you know he can do whatever he wants like, Batista uh, yeah it's Batista like I, I got nothing but respect yeah, for Big Dave me too like I mean he's a cool dude he's a great actor he's, like had a legendary wrestling career all the props in the world I didn't expect much from their match at Me all. Neither. I really did. I, felt like I haven't expected anything from Triple H since he wrestled The Undertaker in the Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania 28. I really feel like this match should have had much more gaga. Like yeah. it had, should have had way more uh, run-ins and people involved. Yeah, right? <laughs> like it's a perfect match for it. There's- Ric Flair should have gotten involved so much earlier than he did. Um, there should have been way more just like – Stuff happening. Ric Flair like laid his head on Triple H's shoulder after the match, and he looked like such a damsel in distress. <laughs> I remember looking at him being like, "Aw." Yeah, he did absolutely. Um, okay, well, let's get to the main event before I get pushed out of here because now they really are making me leave. Okay. Um, Becky winning, obviously the right move. Yeah. Um, but once again, like, and I know we laughed about it before, but I do think the audience was fatigued by this point. Yeah. I don't think anyone. You know what's do funny it. is like the last that happened this WrestleMania. It happened last WrestleMania too when Brock pulled out the W over Roman Reigns. Um, I was so fatigued at this point. Also, pretty full from all the food I'd eaten. Also, drunk because um, I drank beers during the, all through the event, and it's a long event. Yeah. And um, and I was being responsible about it. But even at that point, I remember like. Seeing the end of the last two main events, I remember just being like, wait, what? Is the event over? What's going on here? And again, part of that's on me for being the state that I was. But also it's just kind of like I, 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 WrestleMania shouldn't end like that. WrestleMania should have a – like it should feel super definitive. Like you Agreed. finish something. And and naturally the Becky finish compared to like last year's finish I do feel like was a lot more definitive. 
It also ended with a moment of uncertainty. That's what I mean. And it yeah, really, it pulled away, it pulled take a lot away from me. It should have been tapping out. Yeah. I mean, Ronda tapping out was the moment. That was like, the moment. I mean, that is what everybody. That's what all of this has been building towards. The fact that they did it on a crucifix. I, shoulders up, mistake aside, because that was a mistake. From yeah. what I was heard, that was a ref mistake. He should have. Wait nice a stop. second to stop, start over again, and done the three count. Um, it wasn't like Ronda going into business for herself, from what I hear, or anything like that. But I just feel like it was silly to even do a pinfall. I mean, the fact that it was a surprise pinfall, like a roll up, basically, yeah. is silly. I mean, it's the main event of WrestleMania. It shouldn't have been of like it sh- the whole Ronda standing up and looking unhappy and confused. Shouldn't have happened. It should have been Ronda holding her arm. Finally realized that wrestling she, was real because she got the crap kicked out of her in that she match. Got the crap so. kicked out of her. She should have been like, "My hand's broken. My arm hurts. Wrestling is not real." You know, like that is what the message that should have yeah. been there yeah. with Becky Two Belt standing up at the end there. And instead, that's not the message that we got at yeah. the end of the show. And it yeah. was an uncertainty, like yeah. you said. Yeah. And 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 that's that's a bad look. I mean, that that shouldn't have been the way that show ended. Like I, you should go to. I feel like you should go to bed after WrestleMania either stoked or pissed off, not befuddled, not yes. like like what the really yes. And it, and it, and again, it's just like it wasn't bad, but it's WrestleMania, and it's just like we need kind of more of a period or an exclamation point or even bigger question mark. And I did hear, you know, I know there was rumors going on prior to the weekend, but I did hear from sources that like Ronda didn't want to tap. Yeah, that it was a Ronda call. Ronda was like, I've said that this move wasn't strong, I'm not going to tap to it. And that there were they were trying to figure out how they were going to go about it instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this. I want to say props to Charlotte. I think Charlotte did carry that match. Yeah. Charlotte was the main constant throughout Absolute, that match. Absolutely. That's the why they added her to the match. I, I understand why everybody had a bone to pick with it because they're like, it should be these two women – I firmly believe that the, that Becky and Ronda Rousey couldn't have pulled off of like a, a WrestleMania caliber main event together. They needed Charlotte in there because Charlotte is the best female wrestler alive, and I'd say she's on the top of the list of wrestlers alive right now, Agreed. if not at the top of it. Like to not have her in there would be a disservice to the main event. It will forever be a good match because of her involvement. Absolutely, I could not agree more with that. I think like she's that a ring general. She is one hundred percent a ring general, general, and she is one hundred percent. She earned that spot and she showed it in that match. Yeah. I mean, she killed it in multiple different. Charlotte spots. has a layer of intensity that I believe, and yes. I can't say that for everybody else on the roster. Yes, absolutely, and I think that also. As much as I complain about the length of the show, I do think they needed a few more minutes between Ronda and Becky. I mean, I get it what we just said about Charlotte. But I think that really, I mean, for the fan service, fans did want to see Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. And I think that you easily could have given them five minutes of just letting them wail on each other before that finish came about. Because it was really fast, the finish came about once it came down to the two of them. It was. I think that's why people, like, expected it to be a botch or something like that, too. Correct. Correct. Um, So, okay, WrestleMania as a whole, what would you rate it? Six. Six out of ten? Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds fair. Like, I mean, I, I've rated the last couple around six too. Like, it's the bloated length that really takes it down. Yeah, and I for, I for those of you who were like, hey, you didn't mention a few other matches. I know, but they were kind of unimportant, and there wasn't like huge porn things. And I have, I had so much ground to cover, so um, I know that other matches happened, like Balor and the yeah. Usos and all that kind of Real stuff. Real stoked but... that Ricochet made the card, <laughs> and then Alistair, like that's that's awesome stuff. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, absolutely. Um, I would also kind of rate it the same way. I think, I think that. 
you know, while I I really enjoyed like almost all the matches, I really did. I, at the end of the day, just the length, the yeah. length really just, just kills it. It kills it. You can't be excited by the time the main event happens, no. and that's like the opposite of what you want. All these matches are supposed to get you hyped for the main event, yeah. not get you tired before the main event yeah. starts. You know? Um, okay, we don't got a couple minutes, but just real fast, we don't got full conversation time. Lars' debut. What do you think about it on the Raw? I, lo- I loved it. I think that it, both shows he he came across as a monster. He is physically intimidating. I'm stoked to see more from him. Agreed. I think that Lars, I'm, I'm glad it all worked out for him. I'm glad they're going to get him on the road again. I think it's easier to start at the Raw after Mania yeah. than to have your first big match be at Mania. Yeah. Um, and they really did showcase him well. They acted like they never had any time off. They acted like they never stopped airing those vignettes. I, I'm I'm stoked with the way they handled yeah, it and everything. Me too. He came across super imposing. Me too. Undertaker surprise for yeah. Elias. Yeah. Should have happened to Mania. I'm just, I'm, like, it's nothing new. Agreed. Uh, Sami Zayn pipe bomb. We kind of talked about that Loved for a second. It. Loved, Loved it. it. Looking forward to seeing what comes next. Uh, buzzard in a box. That weird. I don't know what the heck to make of that. <laughs> to be honest with you, like I'm, I, I like, I'm, like it's, it's. Are you intrigued though? Forty mm, percent positively, yes. Sixty <laughs> percent negatively. Sixty percent of you think. I just. I, I, have no, I have no clue. I mean, let's see what happens. I mean, I think it's Sister Abigail. Okay. I'll, I think that that's why it's a box and it's got. Uh, smoke coming out of it because we saw Randy burn Sister Abigail down. So I'm guessing okay. the ground that she was in is still I, burning. And I that's why she's in this burning box. I don't trust them to have that kind of continuity within their own products. Uh, but I, I'm glad that you do. <laughs> uh, Lacey finally having some payoffs with the walkouts. My favorite part of Raw. So good. I'm so stoked to see where this goes. Like I, I literally thought when I was driving home from work yesterday, I was like, I thought this Lacey Evans walk, like, catwalk walkout thing was so stupid and they paid it off. But that punch in the face, that punch, and and I will tell you this, she's physically imposing. Like, oh yeah, I like. She's a marine. Like she, like just looking at her stance and everything, I'm like, I'm so stoked about this. Like Lacey, this is going to sound real cheesy, what I'm going to say, but Lacey Evans is like everything I love about a woman. I, I can see that. That really is like your ideal. I'm way into it. Yeah, that's your ideal woman for sure, for yeah. sure. I like that they're moved, that they're calling it the woman's right now. That's awesome. That's so good. That's incredible. That's such a good name for a finisher. Like, I'm, I'm so, like I will say, the way they set up, I mean, like, and I, I'm sure you have a couple other things you want to quickly ask about, but the way they set up Going forward from WrestleMania, I'm stoked about. Me too. I, I really feel like that was one of the best ones because I was the same way. You were like, God, all these NXT calls have been so dumb. Like, what are these stupid Lacey Evans walkouts? And I don't know if that was the plan from day one. But the fact that they made it work into a way that you go like, okay, that is the like, awesome. I know she was in the Rumble and that she's had all these walkouts, but that was her true debut. Yeah. Tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely. was where I was like, she's a star. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, bait and switch, winner take all match. That was so dick of them yeah. to do. I mean, it just like because I was so pumped up because it felt like something was huge was about to happen. Mania. And so to have it kind of like taken away and not even be that big of a deal, it was kind of just like, ah, oh, that was that was no bueno. Yeah, I'm honestly I was glad I flew home on Monday. Yeah. I that would have made me so mad if I had stayed home and yeah. that was like what they did to me. Like I was like all pumped thinking I was gonna yeah. see two titles be merged or whatever. Yeah. And then that happens. Oh, I would have been furious yeah. if I was there. I'd have been so mad. I get why those fans started chanting AEW for and sure, stuff like for that. Sure. Uh Paige teasing uh managing a tag team on I, SmackDown I'm after Mania. It. I'm into it. She's she needs something to do. I like having Paige around. I fear that it's just gonna be Mandy and Sonya. Yeah. But I hope that it's someone cool from NXT. I, I, it, I like Mandy and Sonya a lot. 
I, I'd be okay with it. You know, I just feel like it's like going back to what they were already doing when they're already kind of past it. Yeah, but I mean, I th- I don't I think that it, they can make it new. Like I think that they can play it different. Now you know they've been separated from Paige for a long time, so like I feel like they can play it like a new thing. All right, we are talking about Hardy's winning the tag title, so I'm gonna get out of here before Remsen gets mad at me. Eli, where can people find you on social media? Twitter at Elijah Bates, Instagram at Brindlebeard. ProWrestlingSheet.com, that's the website. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where all the videos are that we put up. Uh, I did not put in this week, but this will be going up there now. If you want to watch or if you want to listen to our audio when we're back in action next week throughout the week, make sure you go subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, on uh, what's it called? Uh, Podcast One. All the different podcast platforms. Make sure you guys go subscribe there. You just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. My voice is dead. Until next time, stay out of the dirt. Keep your eye on the sheet. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Orangutans. They're beautiful, playful, and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan. But we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.